0: think is really important for people to see is that as long as you stay focused on just having more willpower and eating less and moving more in a situation that is constantly leading you to crave food or to want to binge or to want to do that emotional eating, you are on a hamster wheel.
1: Right. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Welcome to the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today we have as a special guest with us today, Melissa McCreary. Welcome to the show, Dr. McCreary.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I am so looking forward to this conversation. So,
1: Melissa is a psychologist and emotional eating expert who has helped thousands of women break cycles with overwhelm, overload, and overeating without feeling deprived. She emphasizes leveraging unique strengths, ditching diet mentality, and using the power of psychology for working mothers, busy professionals, and stressed out business owners. Today, Melissa and I will be chatting all about the relationship between overwhelm and overeating, how to finally escape the hamster wheel and change our relationship with food. Before we dive into all
0: of that, though,
1: (laughs) why don't you share with us a little more about your journey and what brought you to where you are today?
0: I would love to. So, as you said, my background is, uh, I'm a clinical psychologist, and I have spent my entire career working with women around food and eating and weight and um, just every single way you could you could combine that and get that tangled up, which is what usually happens., um, and it always gets tangled up with stress and overwhelm and overload. Um, I love. The title of your podcast because I work with super women. I work with high achievers who have created amazing things in life, right? Who have done amazing things with their career, who are just uh, do outdoing themselves over and over again. Super moms who have actually perfected that art of being in three places at once, You know all that kind <laughs> of stuff. And yet there is this one area in their lives where they are feeling stuck or struggling or like everybody else has it figured out and why can't they? And that has to do with their eating and their weight. And um, I got, so I've done this my entire professional career. I have been online working with women around the world, specifically around overeating and overwhelm and overload um, for, gosh, it's been almost since 2014, full-time doing this. Way before covid Um, (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, way know, before COVID. Went
0: um, yeah. And I, I think that the what I have really narrowed in on is helping people not just get control over this, because that is what diet culture teaches us how to do get locked in this endless battle of control, which is overwhelming, we can talk about that. But there are ways to leave the struggle behind. There are ways to, to dissolve the power that food and eating has in your life and move on. And people aren't talking about that. And people aren't teaching that people are teaching all these kinds of ways to manage it and, and conjure up more willpower and be strong. And I don't know any women who need that. So that is why I do what I do. Okay. So,
1: and I think you're right. Like we, the over ambitious, like overachieving women, they do feel like there's this one part that just, they can't seem to grasp or get a Mm -hmm. hold of. And so when your application came across my, my desk and I was like, this is definitely something that I would like to address because we are working, like I am working with super moms and there seems to be this, this piece that we just can't figure out, we just can't figure out how to, how to make that piece work. And that could be really frustrating. So you started back in 2014. Um, Why, in your experience, what has been like the main, like, why, why do we not, why can't we
0: get a a handle on this area? Why is there this disconnect between what it feels like we should be doing and what we can do? Right, and that is exactly what people describe to me. It's like I see it. I know these things. I could write a book on all this stuff I have right. collected. And why isn't it working for me? Or why can't like I we do know it?
1: what to do? Like we're very yeah. smart. We know like okay, eat less, move more. Like that's what yeah. We've been fed for except,
0: years. <laughs> except that takes that leaves out so much of the equation, right? And but that is what we're told, and it seems really logical to our brains. Like okay, if I'm eating too much, I should just eat less, and diet mentality. And there's a, you know, a billion dollar industry that teaches you to just focus and obsess, frankly, around what to eat, and how to eat and what not to eat and how little to eat and how to monitor what you eat. And, you know, like I said, I'm sure you know this too, from the women that you work with. Most people, most women who have lived in this culture could write a book with a lot of contradictory information about what it is they're supposed to do. We know what we're supposed to do. It's just not working. (laughs) Well, because we cannot talk about overeating and emotional eating, especially for smart, busy women. If we are not talking about, um, it's a concept I use called hidden hungers, which is some of the main reasons that women turn to food. The reasons that women overeat, the women, the reasons that you find yourself, Having wandered into the pantry and stare, standing there staring with the doors open thinking, I want something to eat, but I'm not hungry and I don't right. know why. You know, if, if we don't address the reasons, then what, what this whole diet culture sets you up for is this endless battle for self-control. Mm -hmm. where something is compelling you to have a craving, something is causing that urge to overeat, something makes you want to collapse into your chair every evening with that bowl of ice cream. And it feels like, you know, a horror show to think about giving it up Mm -hmm. and you can choose a path. And we've been taught that we're supposed to choose a path where we're just strong and we ignore all the stuff that's all the reasons, the hidden hungers that are calling to us or we can start looking at the reasons that food has its power. And what I like to teach uh, the women in my programs is how to take your power back. You can deflate the power that food has so that it just frankly doesn't call to you anymore.
1: Right. So I want to share with you something. Like, I don't want to turn this into my coaching session, but (laughs) I feel like this was one of the reasons why I myself have struggled with this, even though I feel like I've I've dealt with a lot of issues and, you know, that super mom cape, I Mm -hmm. feel like I have a pretty good handle on taking that off. But when I first started my business, I actually started with weight loss because that was one of the things that when I started feeling less guilty about focusing on myself and really stepping into who I was outside of my role as a mom, I turned to exercise. I turned to, I I started doing Zumba was really Mm -hmm. where it started. And then I started running half marathons and I started finding like, really getting to know myself and like what my body was capable of. And so as a result, I had lost weight. And when I started my business, I, I, you know, I was a licensed therapist and I started my coaching business. I had a lot of that, um, kind of like underneath my under my belt and I was like well I'm gonna everyone's like well you gotta find a a niche or whatever right (laughs) so I'm like well I'm like part of the thing I'm like I can do weight loss like I know I was I count calories was the thing that I did I'm like I and I added movement into my life movement that I enjoyed like it wasn't a chore for me it was something that I like really loved doing Mm -hmm. and um so I'm like well I am going to help women lose weight because I did it myself. I know, I know what to do, right? Just what you were just saying. Like we all can write a book on what we need to do. And I had myself done it. But with that overwhelm of starting a business, which I had two businesses now, cause I had a coaching and a counseling and with all of the things, the season of life that I was in with my kids and uh, my family, like there was a lot of plates I was spinning and I mm-hmm. started gaining weight. And mm-hmm. about six months into my business, I was like, I can't do this anymore because it's more than an imposter syndrome. I cannot get a handle on my weight. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I had lost 70 pounds over the years, but then I just started gaining it fast because I was dealing with so much overwhelm. And so I felt that knowing like the, why, like there was a point where I was like, okay, I need to put the brakes on because I need to figure out why, why, mm-hmm. like. And it was very frustrating because I'm like, here I am, like, I've got all of these other things, all of these are like, where they say like the pots in the fire, or like the, yeah. irons the fire and I'm like, and I'm, I'm doing well with that, but I still have this area like I still have this thing I'm like I don't know how to use what I know over here to translate here like the willpower the habit building like all of these skills like or well willpower is not a skill but like the habit building and like journaling like how can i use that my skills that i have here to be able to translate it to get to get this part of my life back on track
0: well and i think we can the problem is our, our first instinct, both because of how we're wired, you know, how our brains are wired. And also because of all that we've been taught is to focus all that energy in the wrong direction. So we focus it on, okay, how can I rein it in? How can I have more discipline? How can I, you know, how do I, how do I move more and eat less? And really the here's the thing. I mean, if, if people are listening to this episode and they write one thing down and it's simple enough that you don't have to write it down, but there is always a reason that we eat always, there is a reason that you eat. And that is the starting point. So sometimes it's hunger. Sometimes it is stress or emotions that you don't know how to deal with or boredom or that you need comfort or that you're just, you know, had this horrible conversation with your boss and you don't know what to do with your, with your frustration. Um, there are there are there are reasons that we eat, and harnessing all our amazing superpowers that we have all accumulated, and and then focusing them in that direction instead of okay, what do I need to clear out of my pantry, is really <laughs> the best place to start. Um, and it can be over. I, I really love it that you wanted to talk about overwhelm and how that relates because. Overwhelm absolutely relates to overeating. And part of what happens is those reasons, if you are busy, if you have um, uh, a lot of responsibilities, if you have stress, if you have, you know, all of the things that lots of super moms have, right? These hidden hungers tend to, um, they accumulate, and so when I start to talk to people about hidden hungers, and there are five main hidden hungers that, that smart, busy women struggle with, um, it, it can start to feel overwhelming too. Like, yes, I know I'm stress eating. I know I have emotional eating. I know I'm comfort. i like, yeah, I know that. And now I'm overwhelmed. What am I supposed to do about all these things, right? Um, it can feel like a lot. And so it is much easier, our brains think, to just focus on let's count calories or carbs, Right. Or right. you know, protein right. grams or whatever.
1: Yeah, like all the micro and macronutrients, like yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Because it's something like that's like that we feel that we can
0: do. Like yes. It feels is, it feels powerful in the moment. Here's yeah. this thing I can control. <laughs> and all that stuff you're talking about, Melissa, feels out of control. The stress and the overwhelm and the overload and the exhaustion and the being too busy. And right. you know, all of that feels overwhelming. Right. It doesn't have to be. Right. It absolutely doesn't have to be. There and what I what I um, think is really important for people to see is that as long as you stay focused on just having more willpower and eating less and moving more in a situation that is constantly leading you to crave food or to want to binge or to want to do that emotional eating, you are on a hamster wheel, right? You are literally asking yourself to work harder and harder and have more and more willpower without fixing the reason that the hamster wheel is going around, right? And we got, we've got way too many important things to do to be spending all our time and energy burning out on that. Yeah. Well, that's what even when I, when I had
1: um, like actively, like when I had lost the weight, like I was calorie counting, like I was, it was my job. Like mm-hmm. that I was a stay at home mom and not that that had, that had anything to do with it, but like, I didn't have businesses. I, I still was volunteering around the community and all that stuff. But I had made it such a priority that I'm like, when I think about doing that again, because that's how I know, like it worked for me, it just kind of stops me in my track. Because I bet you get exhausted just thinking overwhelm. about it. I'm like, right? there's no way. So then I looked into intuitive eating because I was like, oh, my like, guidelines. I can do that. right? And like all the different things. And I'm like, I just want to just relax because I know that stress contributes to like weight gain mm-hmm. and like can really put a halt on any kind of progress. And so I'm like, I don't want to be so stressed out about doing the things that I need to do or that I think that I need to do that. It just keeps me from being, you know, the person I want to be.
0: And and guess what? Your relationship with food is forever. So the, the kind of path, if, even if you achieve your goal, the kind of path that you set yourself on in terms of this is what I need to do, Um, most of these paths, people don't want to be on forever. So here's, here's the amazing thing. Um, And it sounds, I have seen it happen so many times that I, I, and I never stop being amazed by it, but I know it sounds like crazy talk when I, when I share this, but when you take this different approach um, and by the way, you do not have to be overwhelmed by your hidden hunger. So I actually, there's a free quiz on my website that people can take. And even if you have all of them, It will tell you, okay, this is the one to start with. This is like the linchpin that you need to start to dismantle this with. And here are some specific steps to take. And when you do that, when you take a smarter approach and you stop trying to be more controlling with yourself, and then by the way, blame yourself because what you're doing isn't working because you're tired of running around this hamster wheel all the time. But when you start to address the hidden hungers, there's this amazing thing that happens where the stuff that you used to feel like you had to work so hard to control just kind of fades away and this is the place that it sounds like crazy talk but it happens over and over and over again so and it, it happened this week in in my program we were on a coaching call and people will say things like you know i hadn't even realized until i looked back at my calendar that i haven't binged in 4 weeks like i hadn't even realized mm. it and people say, "How can you not realize that the thing that you wanted most of all just went away?" <laughs> right, right, but the way that you make cre- permanent change with with your eating and with your weight is you take on a new way of being with your relationship with food that feels so natural mm-hmm. that it inevitably leads to the consequences that you want. But you're not you're not putting a lot of energy into working on it, right? Right. right. Um, and I don't know if I said that in a way that makes sense, but I yeah. think it is a way of thinking about ending overeating habits that people aren't taught to think about like you can lose the habit right i was a, when i was um, young when i was young i used to bite my nails and mm-hmm. my mother and I, cause I really wanted to stop and she helped, we tried everything and you know, that nasty stuff that wrong. tastes horrible and it, <laughs> nothing you just worked get, eventually just get used to it anyway. Nothing <laughs> worked. Right. And, and I had these horrible looking nails and, um, but eventually I outgrew the habit and I couldn't tell you specifically what I did to outgrow that habit. But I know that one day I actually looked at my hands and was like, wow. This is weird. I have fingernails, right? I did the same thing, Willis. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you know what I mean? What we do, what we haven't been taught is it can be that way with food. If you have the tools and the right steps, right. Um, this does not have to be a lifelong struggle.
1: Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their Supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people pleasing, unrealistic expectations unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. So tell us a little bit more about those. You said there was five hidden hungers. Can you just give us a bird's eye view of what those are?
0: Yeah. So um, there is a hunger for stress relief. Most of us know that, and that tends to show up when you have, guess what? Stress, (laughs) right? So the trigger for that is stress. There's a hunger for emotional effectiveness, and that's where you start to see emotional eating. Um, And what that means is like where there are emotions, where there are feelings coming up and you don't feel like you have the capacity to handle them. So food is easier and it may be you don't have the skills, you don't know what to do with anger, or it may be that you don't have the bandwidth because you are exhausted and you are too busy and there's too much going on. But that hunger um, for being effective with emotions will lead to things like emotional eating. So we've got stress eating and emotional eating that show up the third hidden hunger actually i'll go to the, the the one i want to talk about that is really related to overwhelm that people miss so much of the time is a hunger for compassion
1: hmm. what's that
0: it, if if you are well it, it if you are somebody who's mindlessly eating if you are eating on autopilot if you are eating to numb out or zone out it is very likely that what you are actually hungry for is compassion and compassion is sometimes compassion is just a deep breath and realizing this sucks right now. (laughs) I'm having a really hard day. I'm scared and I don't know what to do. Right. Acknowledging your own. Emotion. I'm. It's acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we don't have that, and it starts with ourselves, instead we're saying like, what is wrong with you? You are just lazy. I can't believe you ate that chocolate. You need to be going harder. You know, you, right, you're, you're right. behind on this deadline and you're procrastinating again. And you know, I call her I just, the inner girl, right? Yeah. You need to learn to quiet her. <laughs> yeah. But that is where the mindless eating shows up. Mm-hmm. That is where the eating to push things down, to numb, to just make it all stop because okay. it just feels so icky. Yeah, that is that is so often a hidden hunger for compassion. And guess that tends to show up when we're overwhelmed. Okay, right. So there's a hunger for compassion. Um, hunger. Oh my gosh, a huge one for busy women is the hunger for rest. Yes, we minim. I'm sure you talk about this. We yes. minimize <laughs> our need for sleep like nobody's business. <laughs> and you know how, what is directly tied to not getting enough sleep? Um, overeating yeah, and binging and increased real hunger levels, right? There's the whole right. physiology that sure. I know I know yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last hidden hunger is a hidden hunger for self care and me time. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is another huge thing that we talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, if you think about it, like if you are somebody who has stress and you have emotions and you're exhausted and you aren't getting time for yourself and you're mm. also, you've been taught by this culture to be hard on yourself and just push yourself harder, yeah, push but through, to somehow yeah. make all these things go away. Think about how every single one of those things can be a easy reason to go get something to eat, to help yourself feel a little bit better. Right. Right. And then think about if you don't pay attention to these hungers and what you do is you just tell yourself that whole eat less, move more, like mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? You know, you're so strong in other areas. Right. Why can't you be strong here? Right. But you don't address this whole kind of, it's another hamster kind wheel that's lying. going in the background. Yeah. It's a recipe for burnout. Sure. Yeah.
1: I can, I can see where it would be. I, I've been on this before. I know most <laughs> of us have. Yeah. And so this like, thing's like, okay, so how do I get off? <laughs> so you, you said about your quiz that you have on your website, mm-hmm. but for all the listeners here, like, where would we start? Like, where would you feel that we would start being able to recognize these hidden hungers, being able to deal with the overwhelm and the overeating that's coming with it?
0: So I, the easy, the reason I designed the quiz is because that is the easiest place to start because you probably have more than one of these hidden hungers. And it is really important to not let your brain take you down the rabbit hole of more overwhelm. Okay. This is the one I'm going to start with. And when you take the quiz, you'll get your results and you'll get like clear. This is the action step. Practice this. Um, if you don't want to take the quiz or if that's not available to you for some reason, um, start with start with that idea. Try on that idea that there is a reason this is happening. I'm not crazy. I'm not lazy. <laughs> I'm not lacking in willpower. Right. And then and start practicing a pause, taking a deep breath and just asking yourself a couple times a day, what do I know about what I'm feeling and what do I know about what's going on inside my body? Because as I know, I'm, I, I, I'm not psychic, but I know you talk about this, like people can mm-hmm. go on for days without yeah. ever asking those questions. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yep. Just, my thing is
1: always like take your pause and say what do you need? Like check in mm-hmm. with yourself.
0: I had a yeah. client who you called go on it auto-call. a comma. She said it's like putting oh, a, a comma. little comma yes. in, and I've used that ever since. I just love it. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to transform your mm-hmm. life and go on a yoga retreat, right? right. Just, <laughs> just a little comma <laughs> in between your Zoom calls, or yeah. before you sit down at the table, or before you pick up the kids. Just a comma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. I Isn't like it that great? metaphor with a comma. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, they're not, we're not going to stop. We just, (laughs)
1: no, we're not, we're not wired that way. (laughs) So any other final advice or anything that you would like to share with our listeners?
0: I think it is important to remember that if you are somebody who struggles with this stuff, you're not alone. And we live in a culture that invalidates the reality of this and really does push that, you know, work harder and push yourself more. So give yourself permission to hear the message more than once. Right. Um, I have your podcast is giving great advice. I have a podcast, the too much on her plate podcast, where there are weekly episodes, just reminding you that there is a better way. Right. And you can do this differently and here are some steps, um, and give yourself time. There is a reason it's not you. Right
1: right um and by the way, I, I have sp- subscribed to your podcast and I've been listening to it. I forgot about that that you had the too much on your plate on her plate podcast yes, definitely go go listen to, to Melissa's podcast it's a great <laughs> one so what let's let's switch over a little bit and we want to know what do you do for fun
0: What do I do for fun Well, I live in the Pacific Northwest and it is beautiful here and I love to go outside I love to um, I, I love to run and I love to um, hike and walk, but I always say I do it because I get to go to beautiful places when I do it. I don't think, I don't know that I would be, <laughs> it be doing those things if I didn't get to run out my door and run on the trails and run by waterfalls and see the islands and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I love to be outdoors. I love to read. Um, and I absolutely love my morning coffee.
1: Love it. So speaking of reading, do you have a book that you can recommend?
0: Um. Well, I love the, I'm trying to think of the whole title of it. It's the um, Burnout. It's over on my desk. By Emily um, Nagoski. Bur- yes, The Burnout, <laughs> The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. I yes, recommend that. That is everyone. like the
1: number one recommended book. And I'm doing a book club and I'm
0: including that within the next
1: two books. It's absolutely I wonderful. I hear about it.
0: Yeah. And I will do, you know what, I will do what a man would do if they were on your podcast. And I will tell you that my book is pretty darn good too, (laughs) if this resonates with you and it's the emotional eating rescue plan for smart, busy women. And it is a 28 day plan to get clear on those reasons and start taking action. So I think those are two great books that really talk about the topic that we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. No, I'm glad you plugged your book. That's good. <laughs> so, all right. And then where can listeners find you?
0: It is pretty easy. Um, Too much on her plate is where you find me. So too much on her plate.com is my website. You will find the quiz there. If you go there, there are also some other resources too much on her plate with Dr. Melissa McCreary is my podcast. And that's wherever you like to get your podcasts and listen to them. Um, I'm on Facebook same thing and um if you go to my facebook we also have a private there's a private free facebook group which has been a great community for um kind of sharing more about these ideas and making progress
1: yes awesome so all of melissa's information is going to be found in the show notes of today's episode so definitely go follow her check out her podcast and go find that quiz thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you so much for this this has been a great conversation For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed, and I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know but can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt And start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You
0: are worth it.